Hi. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so uh, for those of you who um, are visiting maybe today, don't know either of us, uh, I'm Todd Stocker, one of the pastors here, and Jim, uh, Pastor Jim Bender is also one of the pastors. And uh, we decided this Sunday is a little bit different and kind of odd and, and weird. Um, so if you're a guest or a visitor and we start talking and you're like, this is odd and weird, it's intended to be a little bit. Um, we, uh, this time of year, typically for any church, actually, th- thanks. In fact, um, if you know Andy Stanley's church, North Point, uh, they're talking about the same thing this Sunday that we're going to be talking about. Um, and it's all basically a celebration of what God is doing in and through you as uh, our church. Um, and uh, so we're going to kind of launch in and just have a conversation about uh, what God is doing, uh, some of the things that are coming up, some of the challenges that we have. So it's more of a fireside chat without the fire. Yeah. So, right? <laughs> so. Just a little bit of fire? or no, not, None. Not, zero. Okay. Sands <laughs> fire. Um, so uh, as you know, or many of you know, um, I've been here at Trinity for... Uh, I'm in my ninth year, which is really kind of crazy. It just feels like yesterday Kelly and I showed up and, and we're, we're, began ministry and, and being a part of the church. And uh, I've seen so many great things. And I know that many of you can uh, double down on these great things. And every church goes through different kinds of seasons, right? Sometimes things are really strong and moving forward. Other times it's a time to just kind of hunker down. Other times things are really a struggle. And right now our church is in a, a really wonderful season. Um, we are, uh, there are so many people, um, that are connecting not only, uh, to our vision, which is to connect, grow and serve. Um, but they're really taking the serving piece. I mean, I think of Scooter White stepping forward to do growth groups and so many of you stepping into a growth group, which is a small group, um, study that we just completed. There were many, many families who decided to step in and, and try out a growth group or a small group, uh, that have never done anything before other than Sunday morning. They would come to Sunday morning and leave. So their whole life was that, and they loved the experience. Um, uh, and uh, one person in one of the growth groups had, hadn't read her Bible since high school. And now she's like, God is moving me to, um, to really get into the word. You know, uh, people stepping up like Hubbard's, you know, they they over the years have led steeple people, which I I'm, that's the one thing I'm bummed about. I got I missed steeple people today, uh, but so many great things happening um, and uh, 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 youth ministry, all these different things. And uh, I, I really sense um, that we are as a church, this is kind of a Trinity Church thing, us that we've been in the harbor. Now, what's really cool is our youth ministry's new name is called the Harbor. And what happens in the Harbor? Uh, your boat, your re- it's a safe place. It's a place where your boat gets fixed if there's something going on. But a boat's purpose is not to stay in the Harbor. A boat's purpose is to be out on the open water. And I feel our church has been in the Harbor for the last couple of years, but we're ready. We are so ready, especially those of you who have been really intricately involved in ministry. We're ready to just start to, to start to move out to see and follow what God has for us in this next season. So um, pretty exciting. Why are you sitting so far away from me? Yeah. <laughs> I warmed up the car for you and everything this morning. 
Wow. So, yeah. It, my, my take on this, this ministry we have, uh, when I considered the call a year and a half ago, uh, I heard often our church is ready for a new season. We need some, um, a, new, a new leader here. So I, I took that challenge, and I, I I've absolutely feel this church is ready for a new season. Um, when I look at Trinity, I see four worship services, three different styles, two different locations. I see an incredible school ministry with two preschools in two different areas of the Air Hudson, a church that has definite footprint in the young families of this county, and there's lots of young children in this county and a lot of prosperity too. In other words, I see this church being um, able to do big things if it's willing. And I'm excited about its future. Um, and as with any church, uh, there are things that, beca- that are great and wonderful, but then there's always obstacles that come up. Um, and that's, we're going to talk a little bit about the obstacles that we're kind of facing now. So this, again, like a, is a, a fireside chat. Um, but it's things that you as a church need to know, uh, as church mem- members individually and families, that you need to know about our church and um, the, the couple of the obstacles that are holding us back from going out and doing amazing things that we feel God leading us to do. Um, so that, that thing, that obstacle that we're going to talk about today that all churches talk about about this time of year is our financial picture, where we are. Now, if, if you just heard me say finances and you just shut down, re-engage. You know, I, I, I get it. I've been a church member where I'm like, finances, oh, you know. But this is exciting stuff because this will apply in your own individual lives too as we talk about where we are at a church. And it's all really some really cool things. Um, and I know, Jim, you've had... Uh, ministries where um, in the past that the financial struggle has been real. Yeah. So my first church in St. Paul, St. Stephanus Lutheran, uh, suddenly we looked at a $40,000 deficit. And in, in the size of that church, that was a significant deficit. And we didn't know where it came from. And out of curiosity, I happened to, I, I, I checked the giving record of a certain person, a disgruntled leader who left our church. And there it was. There was the 40000 He was a big giver. Um, so I went to the congregation, and my f- opening line to that congregation on Sunday morning was, when we take the offering, what do I say to you? And there was silence. And someone raised their hand. They said, you always say, we worship the Lord in the giving of our offering. Right. 30 years later, I'm still saying that. Um, I don't think it needs to change. I, I really, really believe absolutely that the offering is a worship of the Lord. And whether it's the offering plate or whether it's automated giving, think of the spiritual energies and decisions that have been made into that offering. So there's been a willingness, uh, a willfulness, a willpower to make a decision about what you're putting in the plate or in your automated giving. You've humbled yourself to recognize that when I give this money away, I don't control it anymore. It's up to the elected leaders of our congregation. 
Uh, you, you sacrificed yourself enough to say, this money I could do X, Y, and Z with, but I'm never going to get to do X, Y, and Z with. I'm instead, I'm just going to give it away. Uh, you, you, you grow in trust. You give, you trust that God will provide. I mean, all of those sorts of decisions, spiritual decisions, humility, control, trust, um, engaging your will, your heart, all of that goes into an offering every week. And it's a spiritual affair between you and God, what you give. And I really, really do believe that giving your offering is a sacrifice of praise. There's a lot of trust and faith given into giving this money away to God. Um, so let me get a little bit into the, the weeds a bit in terms of where we are financially, uh, just to kind of set us up for um, our Christmas caring initiative and then for you as you're looking at the next year of giving. Uh, so I shared this with our West Campus a couple of weeks ago. In our bank account, in Trinity's bank account, we have a couple of hundred thousand dollars in our bank account. Now that sounds really great. Like, woo, hundred thousand, you know, well actually it's what, th- almost 300,000. Those funds are designated for specific things. They're called restricted funds, restricted accounts. So if you gave to the transportation account, you you know that the money that you gave goes to the transportation because that was your heart of what you were giving toward. Um, It is illegal for us to take that money out of that account and use it for the pastor's Cancun account, which I just recently set up before we started today. So just write a check to, no, I'm just, Jim Miller's back there going, oh, great. So, um, so the restricted accounts, we, we don't touch for, unless they're for what they are. So that leaves us then what, what are called operating uh, funds, operating monies, um, which we are, are used to, for our daily business, paying bills, staffing, um, extra things that ministries might need that aren't in, in the budget or whatever. Um, typically, we have about two to three months worth of operating funds in our bank account that we can use as things are coming in and going out, and, and, and that's, a nice, that's actually a nice buffer for a typical church. We're currently at two weeks of operating funds. So all of our ministries, all of our ministry directors are not using the normal operating funds they normally do. They are strictly using restricted accounts for the purposes that they're set up. For example, Tracy Stavang, who leads our Harbor Youth Ministry, is not using operating funds. There's a restricted account just for youth ministry. Those funds are part of that couple hundred thousand. Um, and all of us are, are making sure that we're really diligent about which funds we have. Um, and so we're, we're down to about that, that two-week figure in terms of operating funds so kind of scary yeah yeah it, well in my first church it was a matter of one big giver leaving our congregation is that the issue here no actually it isn't because we uh, have had one big giver leave or, or a couple big givers leave um on, on the flip side we as a church and and again we we're a generous church don't don't think that i'm we're saying you're penny pinching and all that. We're a very generous church. Things come up and, and it's taken care of. Um, but we, we rely too much on the top five to 10% of givers at our church. We, we really, we rely too much on that number. So 
um, whatever tier, you know, if you feel like you're a mid-tier or lower or the third tier of giving, that's a real opportunity for all of us uh, to take a look and say, what is God leading us to do as a family? Not what Jim and Todd are leading us to do, but what is God leading us to do as a family, as a next step, as a spiritual discipline, as following Jesus, um, as supporting the ministry that you love uh, that is reaching people for Jesus. So it isn't based on that um, top 5%. I, I, if, if it's really a matter of the kind of the middle kind of stepping up, I really sense that we can be up for this challenge because we all get to share this, this challenge and this, this, this burden, this opportunity. Uh, we can do this. It's just a matter of us being open and willing to respond and to be found as together looking to the left and right of us that we have a ministry together and a kind of a mutual commitment to each other and the partnership of the gospel so we have a chance to all respond to this. I know Sally and I will be responding and uh, we're going to be stepping up our giving. We try to step up our giving every year but this year we'll be giving um, more than 10% of what we gave last year. Maybe that's a cool challenge for all of us. What did you give last year? Can you give 10% more? And not 10% of your income. I mean, many people aren't at that place. Um, but if you typically give $400 a month, 10% of that is $40. That's, you know, 10 bucks a week that extra. That's Starbucks for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, th- that kind of numbering. Kelly and I are actually doing the same thing. And we remember uh, when we were first married, we had no plan for giving. Just, we just kind of threw every Sunday, and we would, we would write out our, our budget, you know, or pay this, pay this. And at the end of our budget, at the very bottom, was like, what do we have left over? Oh, let's give this to God. And then we were encouraged to do this. Let's give to God, and God works out the rest of the math. It's a beautiful, beautiful mental thing. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be doing the same thing, and... Uh, and seeing how that goes. Yeah. So, Pastor Todd, how is our church uh, managing this this difficult chapter right now? Yeah, it, we have to, you have to understand this didn't sneak up on us necessarily. We saw some of these trends probably five years ago, and because our our uh, attendance uh, up until this ministry year has been has been flat. Um, this, I mean, our services at both campuses. We were actually just commenting this. Our, the attendance is now trending back upwards. We've had amazing leadership. Steve Hamill, uh, Pete Sharber, uh, Tom Malka, all in the management team area that have really been great at managing the funds. And um, currently, if, so flat attendance is part of it. Another big piece is our child care here. We can't, I don't know if you knew this, we can't find teachers in early childhood. In fact, it's not a field that people are going into anymore. River Falls has lowered their bar for, for getting a teaching degree in early childhood just to spur up people to get into the field. We have a waiting list plus of two full classrooms that we can't open because we can't find teachers. Uh, so um, if you want a job immediately, <laughs> that would be one of the things. So, so that deficit has really impacted our ministry. We all kind of pour in together in the same buckets. 
Um, so it is, it's the, the flat attendance and also the, uh, the early childhood piece. And the management team is working with Allison and Shannon in a, in a great way. I, I'm in awe of, of how they're managing um, this current situation. So, yeah. And so, so how about the church side of things too? How's that yeah. working out management-wise? Yeah, church side, like I said, the restricted funds we're using. The other thing is staffing, we're so understaffed. We, we can't, we've, we have a part-time wonderful children's ministry director in Kristen. We have a part-time um, youth ministry uh, director uh, in Tracy. And Sarah Gillen is part-time in internal communications, kind of pulls everything together. Our admin team is are, are working on part-time basis. Um, and it's an awesome team. I mean, we're, we just have a lot of fun. And they're pouring into the ministry. Uh, and so no one in our church on the staff side, has had a raise, or got any kind of raise this last year, just because we, we can't do it. Um, and that, over the last years, has been pretty consistent. You know, some years we're able to give maybe a 1% raise, sometimes two. It's not even cost of living. And it's a ministry, we understand that, but part of that is um, our, our consistent giving throughout the year, um, just hasn't hasn't happened. Kelly and I, just a couple of years ago, we were so against online giving, you know, and setting up the online giving stuff that we're, we talked about because I always felt like it was the, the church was, I'm not giving, the church is taking, you know, it's like, Ugh. so we let that demon go. And now it's like, oh my goodness, why haven't we set up a, a weekly or a monthly withdrawal, if you will, but giving um, because then it's the first thing out of our account, the best thing we ever did. Um, so I went off script, but right. <laughs> welcome to me. So if we can't control the economy, um, or, or what's part, particularly taking in the in the childcare industry, we can control how we respond. Yeah. And um, I'm just really expecting and hoping God's people respond. Yeah. That, that that's our solution. Yeah, I, and I, again, I believe a year from now, when this time of year comes and we're talking about finances, that we'll, we'll just be able to celebrate how, how God did move in our hearts um, in response and, uh, and, and what he has done. One of the things that we do, too, is we support each other. Um, just this, was it la- this last week, I think. Just randomly I get this text or call, phone call from Jim saying, hey, hey, how can I, you know, you came to my heart, how can I pray for you? And we pray for each other. Staff, we all pray together. And and prayer is such an important piece in all aspects of life, but specifically now with our church and the cool things that he is, that he is setting, uh, setting in front of us to step forward in, which you'll hear about next, you know, next couple of months. And, and I ask that of you because I know a senior pastor, church burdens weigh on you, and financial issues are widely affecting of a church. I want to know how you are doing emotionally, spiritually. And you said, and I believe you, you said, well, I'm excited because this obstacle we have just means Satan's at work. God, Satan always puts obstacles in front of a spiritual breakthrough. And it's here, you're waiting for the challenge for all of us by the spirit's power to overcome the obstacle, not let Satan get in the way. And that's true in your life. If you're moving toward Let's say God puts it on your heart to serve an extreme kids on just one service a Sunday. Something will come in front of you that will try and convince you not to do it. 
because it's it's a moving forward spiritually in ministry. The enemy, your own flesh, does not want you to do that. And so if you're able to push through that with the Spirit's help and strength, it's, an, it's amazing what's on the other side. And I can see some amazing things on the other side of this. Yeah, so. yeah. I know our, God does not want our church to stagnate. No. Doesn't, God doesn't want our church to flatline. Um, stagnating looks like contentment. The same old, same old. There's a certain kind of comfort in that, but he, there's a challenge for all of us. Yeah. And the challenge is always godly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ken, Ken Gurhan, our business administrator, says you can't be on. You can't just. We can't be in on cruise because the only time you're cruising is when you're going downhill. Like, wow. Hmm. Wisdom from the ancients. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the, a couple of things then. What do we do from here? Um, biggest thing is pray. You know, pray f- as you're receiving, and I know some of you receive phone calls, as you receive the pledge card, and specifically that Christmas carrying card, don't just go, oh, here we go again. Really stop and spend some time. God, what is it that you want our family to do this year? If anything, right? If, if anything, what is, God, what do you want us as a family to do? Um, and I hope, I hope you're not hearing from us guilt or um, coercion or collusion. No, coercion, sorry, um, uh, on any point. Because if you're feeling guilty, that's, that isn't our heart's intent. You give what you want. That's between you and God. Um, I, just, I just love this church and where I see God doing some cool things. And so we're just kind of putting that on your heart to see what God um, would do so prayer is really a key thing taking seriously this end of the year giving push and also more consistency next year and we have tools to help you um, with that so um, can I just finish with a story no <laughs> yes of course it is no oh, it's past 10 o'clock too it'll be a short story You're not supposed to tell them that yeah uh, um, so if you didn't receive a phone call this past week saying, hey, you got pledge cards, Christmas caring letter, um, it's because we didn't quite get through the list. Uh, we got about three-fourths of the way through the, the list of those who have gave last year. And I had the privilege of making some of those phone calls, and one person particularly, I said, um, thank you for what you have given in the past. And there was a long period of silence, and then she said, well, pastor, I don't know what to say. Giving is part of our life. A long time ago, when we first got married, and by the way, a long time ago is 70 years ago. Um, a long time ago, when we first got married, my husband and I decided that a portion of our income would always go to the Lord. And it was just like a 20-second set of words she gave me when she said she didn't know what to say. I was humbled by that. And I just saw a beautiful humility and a faithfulness in that response. She was saying, Pastor, I don't know what to say. Um, giving is just part of my life. It's kind of like what you ate, food today. Eating is part of my life. Giving was just part of her life. And there's just a beautiful humility and a faithfulness in that, a gracious response to how God has given his life to us and to her. So... I know pastors regularly get humbled and inspired by God's people. Yeah. And uh, this is just my 
one example this week. I wanted to pass that on to you. So um, in closing, we're going to stand in a second, just pray and, and bless as we normally do. And uh, again, just to reiterate, our heart is that uh, you are a joyful giver, as the Bible says, and that um, anything that we said doesn't feel like, like, a, like a negative obstacle for you to, to, to go to God and ask what he would have you do, if anything. Okay? So um, I know all of our hearts. I know we love our church, and uh, I'm sure that God will respond in some of us. So let's go ahead and stand to pray. Father, thank you so much for our church and the many, many people who serve just on all kinds of different uh, ministries, some up front, some in the background, but it all takes, uh, you, you spur us to serve you and your church. Um, we lift up our situation here today uh, with the, the financial piece. Again, God, we know that this is your church. We're not going to walk in here someday and the lights are off or anything, um, but we, there's so much more that we feel you moving us toward. Help us to be uh, people who have a heart that respond um, and a heart that um, at least goes to you to see what you're doing, Father. Thank you so much. Uh, bless us this day. Thank you for thanksgiving and the many ways that we can be grateful. In Jesus' name, amen.